1: Let's go into the weekend with one more good show. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Friday, November 15th. But first, sports. Good morning, Canada. We made it to Friday again, and there is a lot to talk about I'll be talking with Vivek Jacob here just in a minute about some big time happenings around the NBA uh, Maple Leafs GM Kyle Dubas had an impromptu media scrum to address the many many questions people have having about uh, the team Connor McDavid went off in a big way we had a lot of hockey news last night actually and we know who the MLB MVPs are and more lots to tackle let's get right to it up first Pascal Siakam, his latest dominating performance against the Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday had people talking yesterday. The reigning most improved player was really the topic of conversation for most of the day on Thursday. John Hollinger at The Athletic had a really lengthy look into Siakam's start to the season. And Pascal has really improved more from last year to this year than he had from the year before that which is crazy to think of because he won the most improved player but he is better in basically every way than he was last year he's up 10 points per game he's up two and a half rebounds per game he's making an extra 1.3 three pointers he has a higher assist percentage higher usage and higher PER he's better at absolutely everything than he was in his breakout year which was last year and now People are starting to wonder what exactly is the ceiling for this dude. I mean, two seasons ago, he was averaging seven points per game. Seven! He has upped his scoring by 20 points in two seasons. Just unfathomable growth. He is 25 years old. You've probably heard it by now. He just picked up the game of basketball very, very late in comparison to your normal. AAU super prospect development curve. It's astounding. And this comes off a season, of course, as you know, if you're listening to this, the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship and Siakam in the playoffs, he averaged 19 points per game. And that is where we saw him last before this season's big jump. Vivek, where is Siakam's game now compared to where he was at the end of the championship run?
0: So at the end of last season's championship run, he looked like someone that could be the second best player on a championship team because that's effectively what he did. He was in an amazing in a complimentary role role to Kawhi Leonard. And while Kyle Lowry also looked like the second most important player on the team, some would argue even the most important player of the team because of what he does all around Siakam, his ability to score the ball, his ability to defend multiple positions That's what made him look like one of the most appealing young players in the game. That's what won him the most improved player award. So the challenge this year was to show that he could be the man. And so far, he is delivering on that front as well. That is pretty much the most difficult leap to make. And the fact that he's already shown in 11 games that he can do that is incredible. For him to just shoot the three ball the way he has off the dribble, that's the biggest difference. There are guys who can catch and shoot, have a high percentage as a standstill shooter, but for him to be able to do it off the dribble, that's what's a game-changer for him. That's what's allowed him, in my opinion, to take that leap. I was just thinking uh, over the past week, when you think about the best players in the Eastern Conference, I'm not even going to look into the league right now. When you look at just the East, Of course, Giannis is the number one. You have to give him that respect as the reigning MVP. Uh, Joel Embiid will be right there. Jimmy Butler, to me, would then be the third best player. But after that, I think it's actually pretty open between him, between Kyrie. We'll have to see where Oladipo is at when he comes back. So that's the level he's elevated himself to.
1: There was other NBA news, as there always is, bouncing all over the timeline last night. Mello is back. The Portland Trail Blazers, who are off to a very, very rough start to the year. They're 4-8, and eight. and near the bottom of the conference, they signed Carmelo Anthony to a deal. We last saw Mello for 10 games with the Rockets last season. He averaged just under 13.5 points in about 30 minutes per game in that very very short stint. Your classic high volume, low efficiency style that we all grew to understand is Mello's game. He's now 35 years old, more than a year removed from his last competitive game. I know the Blazers have struggled out of the gate, but what can we realistically expect in terms of impact from him on this team right now?
0: The Carmelo Anthony I expect to see is the Carmelo Anthony that has shown that he's not really willing to change. Um, when you look at why teams haven't been willing to sign him, when you look at why he's struggled over the last few years of his career, it's almost Alan Iverson like in the latter stages of his career where he just couldn't accept not being a superstar in the league anymore. And he wanted, you know, some kind of role that at least catered to his ego. And now, you know, we'll see with Portland where he's at. But until he shows that he can change, I think there's too too much evidence to the contrary to prove otherwise. So I think he's going to go out and look to get buckets, um, and ha- have the same mid-range pull-up twos and whatnot. So uh yeah, till he till he shows me otherwise, I'm not really willing to buy into the hype of what Melo can add to an NBA team at this point in his career.
1: Melo, not the only star making news with a return last night, a much more recent and much more in their prime star, though, in this other uh, sort of example. Paul George finally made his debut with the Los Angeles Clippers last night. He led the team in scoring. He had 33. He added nine boards and four assists in 29 minutes. Kawhi missed this one with the new term for load management, which is left knee injury management. And we know, we know that PG is a big part of the recruiting pitch to get Kawhi to come to the Clippers in the first place. That was his first appearance of the season in a game. What did you see from George, and what does his presence bring to the Clippers now that he is stepping into lineups? Right off
0: the bat, it looks like he has uh, the confidence, which is the most important thing. Um, Didn't really seem to be hindered by anything. Uh, from the surgeries and that's the most encouraging sign you, you expect him to pull off his moves and the five fouls that he had I think that you associate more with timing and just fatigue and you know just needing to get some run so you, you those are things you don't really worry about for him to score 33 in what was it 26 minutes uh, I think that really stands out and that's what you want if you're Kawhi leonard you want someone that can take the pressure off that can help manage the load in games and so i think those two look to be the most dynamic duo the best duo in the league at, at full health and frankly with what the clippers have shown so far i expect them to be the best team in the west going forward
1: close out their successful five-game homestand on Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks. OG Ananobi expected to return to action in that one, probably wearing glasses. Gonna be a good one. Uh, Luka Doncic, that's gonna be a good game. Uh, Surprise, surprise! Yesterday, there was Maple Leafs news. There's always Maple Leafs news. GM Kyle Dubas had a little impromptu media session with the media on Thursday morning, answering many, many Many questions that people have been asking about this team lately. He talked positively about Cody Ceci. I think it goes back to the war between um, data and subjective scouting. He seems to be a very polarizing player, but I think, and so it's been interesting, even when everything underlying about him has been uh, has been relatively solid,
0: especially when you consider his usage. There seems to be every tiny thing that he does becomes a uh, referendum
1: on whether he's good or not. Um, which is mind-boggling to me because if that would have been done by subjective-oriented uh, hockey people in the past, the objective people would have jumped all over it. Now the inverse seems to be happening and it's Cody that seems to be the player that it's happening about. And I think, you know, every every defenseman that plays that much and plays in that role um, is going to have mistakes. As well, Dubas defended the first 20 games from Tyson Berry. He gave a vote of confidence to the new backup goalie, Casimir Kaskisuo, and basically laid out the idea that the team has not quite found their identity this season. And and as for what he wants that identity to be, he said they are building towards being a team built on speed, talent, creativity, and also tenacity without the puck. Definitely not a finished product by any stretch, and yeah, no kidding and there was no budging. He didn't throw any of the coaching staff or players or anyone under the bus, but the very fact that the GM is holding a press conference 20 games into the season tells you uh, the team is well aware of the buzz building about what kind of trouble they may be in early in the season. Speaking of Maple Leafs in trouble, that disorderly conduct charge against Austin Matthews from the summer has been dismissed. According to the Toronto Star, both sides came to an agreement outside of court, and that puts an end to that matter. Really, no punishment for Matthews for his antics outside of, what do you got? Two two moderately bad days of press. That was about it. He he more or less uh, gets by without any real punishment here. The Maple Leafs back at it. Yet another back-to-back on Friday against the Boston Bruins and Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Speaking of those Penguins, they'll be without... Sidney Crosby, for that game, as well as many games, he's going to be out at least six weeks. He had core muscle surgery, possibly related to a sports hernia he'd been dealing with in training camp. Six weeks, if you do the math here, that takes you up until about Christmas. So we may not be seeing Sid the Kid until 2020. Also on the ice last night, Connor McDavid, a six-point night for the Oilers. They won 6-2 over the asthma David involved on every goal, as he often is. He actually had the six midway through the second. He had four points in the first period. It looked like, for a minute there, he was chasing down Daryl Sittler's record of 10 points in a single game. But we will have to settle for a ho-hum three-goal, three-assist night from Connor. There was some very serious, very scary news on the ice as well. Calgary Flames defenseman TJ Brody collapsed during practice he was going into seizures on the ice. He was stretchered off. Horrifying, harrowing scene. He was taken to a local hospital and dispatched, which ended with a positive result. He seems to be okay now. We'll have more on that throughout the day today and throughout the weekend. We are wishing TJ Brody and the Calgary Flames nothing but good vibes from all of this. Not something you ever want to see or hear about. Hopefully, hopefully. He is okay. Finally, some very fast baseball stuff here. Mike Trout, your American League MVP for the third time. Cody Bellinger, National League MVP. And a pair of players who may have been Blue Jays targets. Pitcher Jaco DeRizzi and first baseman Jose Abreu. They both accepted the qualifying offer. They're going to go back to their respective teams on one-year deals. They will not become free agents. So scratch those two names off your list of the Blue Jays' shopping options. And that's all for today, and that's all for this week. The weekend is right around the corner. You made it. There's plenty to watch, plenty to talk about. Raptors are in Dallas, as I said, taking on Luka and the Mavs. Well, the Maple Leafs are back-to-back against the Bruins and the Penguins. Plus, much, much more, as there always is on any weekend in sports. I'll be right back here on Monday morning to talk to you about all of it. And I'll catch you up on anything you may have missed or want to know more about. And hopefully you'll join me. Until then, enjoy your Friday and enjoy your weekend.